I guess who's gonna redo all this now because the recording cut out. Hi. Welcome back to Leaving the Pack Pod. Happy St. Patty's Day, because this is going to be dropping on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I just got a shot of adrenaline in me, because now I just realized that uh, the recording stopped after like 10 minutes, and I'm pissed because I recorded for like 40. Let's redo this. It's It's NFL free agency, not NHL free agency. Let's do this. Cool. Uh, So, uh, I said it before, I got a nice vast majority... no, a vast array of St. Saint, St. Saint Patrick's Day themed jerseys, I guess you can say. I got all my green jerseys. I put them up. The Green Bay Packers one is both for because it's green. It's also uh, NFL free agency. That's the only football jersey I have. Just go with it. Got the other St. Pat, uh, Pat's jerseys up. All my St. Pat's. Uh, yeah. I had a whole thing where... Not even gonna talk about it. That recording didn't happen. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Excuse me. Cool. So let's talk about free agency again. Uh, what did I talk about? Uh, the Patriots. So this is what I wanted to talk about. I'm gonna start off with. Okay. So this is basically what I'm gonna be talking about today. There was a lot of stuff that happened. I really want to talk about four teams essentially. It's the Patriots, the Buccaneers, the Saints, and the Packers. That's basically what I want to talk about. Now, I'm going to start off with the Patriots because they made a huge splash in free agency. I got to go get that page open now. So, here's what they did. They decided to spend all the money in the world. They saw the movie, and they are like, yeah, we're going to be John Paul Getty. And just spend money. This morning, I was making the post. I was finishing off the post on my Instagram. If you saw on my uh, top uh, nine signings so far. I'm going to have to do a post just on the Patriots signings now. Because they decided to sign everybody. And yeah, let's get right into this. Because boy, did they sign everybody. First things first, this morning, they signed tight end Hunter Henry. After signing John O. Smith last night. Now, I'm going to do John O. Smith and Henry at the same time because this is interesting. Uh, they Ever since Gronk left, as some uh, quote-unquote retired, but he left. After Gronk stopped being a New England Patriot, I guess we could say. They've been on the hunt for a tight end. And it's been really hard for them. Their tight ends kind of sucked these last couple of years. And they needed somebody. And they finally got somebody. They signed John o. Smith last night. Uh, his contract. Let me just bring that up. Uh, they signed John o. Smith last night for, or yesterday for four years. Sorry, I should say on Monday. Because, you know, this is coming out on Wednesday. And I don't want people thinking that I don't know my days. They signed John o. Smith for four years at $50 million. Now, that's a big, that's a hefty price. It's a steep price for somebody last year only put up 400 yards. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, he's 25 years old. And you're going to be paying a lot of money for free agency, for free agents. That's basically free how free agency works. It's a bidding war. They won the bid, four years, $50 million. 
it's a lot of money, but he's 25. It can work out. It's free agency. He was a free agent. They got a tight end. That can work. And then they also go out and get uh, Hunter Henry for three years, $37.5 million. Now they not only have... They went from having, in my opinion, zero good tight ends to having two like pretty good tight ends. Uh, Patriots made that splash, and then they go and sign Matthew Judon to play with uh, Winovich at defensive end. Uh, Henry Anderson at D-line. I think he's a defensive end, but he can play defensive tackle, I think. Then for wide receiver, because they had no wide receivers last year, they, they decided to go out and get Nelson Aguilar. He signed for two years. I have the things. No, I don't actually. I was still doing it last night. Where is... He signed for two years, I think, 20-something million dollars? 25 million dollars? No, not 25. How much did he sign for again? How much did he sign for again? Oh, how much did he sign for again? Oh, easy weekend. How much did he sign for again? I can't find the thing. Yeah, I can't find it. Why can't I find his contract? He signed for two years with the Patriots at some price. I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, so they needed a wide receiver and they go to get Nelson Aguilar, which... If you remember him in Philadelphia, he kind of sucked. He did score a touchdown in the Super Bowl game that where Philly beat uh, the Patriots. But he had a breakout year with the... Um, he had a breakout year with the Raiders last year. I think this is a deserving contract. Uh, now, and then they also go and add uh, Kendrick Bourne. Three years, $22.5 million dollars. It's more of the length that I'm concerned with, not so much the price. He isn't a top receiver. He isn't. He's more. He was more of a depth piece on the on the 49ers when they were healthy. I wouldn't say he's like an actual starter, starting receiver. It was. More, I wouldn't even say he was the, the first receiver. Not. I wouldn't say he's the third receiver. They had Debo Samuel. Most they had Debo Samuel and Marquise Goodwin, Goodwin most years, and then they had uh, Marquise Samuel, no, Debo Samuel and uh, Ayuk last year. He wasn't their top receiver. They're giving him three years, I think that's a little too much. Uh, he, who's for someone who's thirty six? He had six hundred and sixty nine yards last year and two touchdowns, but that was his career high. Can it pick up with New England and Bill Belichick? Yeah, he can. it can happen because Bill Belichick is a wizard. And, you know, knows how to make players. But I'm a little concerned with that signing. Not so much because I'm not a Patriots fan. The Nelson Aguilar signing, I kind of like for two years. So, this is someone who signed a one-year prove-it deal with the Raiders. And he proved it last year. He had, like, about over 800 yards. He was a great. He was great for them. I think he's going to be great for the. I think he's going to be good for the. Uh, for the Patriots, I think he he it, this sign it could work out for them. Then they go and sign uh, like I said, Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills. They re, uh, they signed. Uh, he won the again won the Super Bowl with the Eagles in 2017 against the Patriots. He's a DB. 
Uh, he can play cornerback or they have him listed as DB instead of cornerback or safety. He can play either or. Now, the thing is, is Jason McCourty is a free agent. I don't think now with this signing, they bring him back. Plus, for cornerback, they still have uh, Stephon Gilmore, uh, JC, JC Jackson. Yeah, JC Jackson. Now they got, now they're bringing uh, Jalen Mills. I think if they do, if they play him at safety, they they can bring back Jason McCourty as like you know if they run a nickel or just as like a backup. I don't see him taking a backup role unless because of his brother being on the team, he does. Does he do they? Is it for sure he's gone? No, not really. But does he come back now with this Jalen Mills signing? Not really. They don't need a cornerback. They could have used, they might use him as safety, but I think Jalen Mills is still a good player. He's still, he's still good. I think they're talking, they were in the, in, on the Patriots website, they were talking about him playing a fair amount of safety uh, for the Eagles in 2020. I see them using him more as a, as a safety than a cornerback this year, to be honest, because they still got JC Jackson and Stephon Gilmore. Uh, Devon Godshow, but don't know who that is. Oh, I, that I know. I do. I do know who that is. Uh, so he was he played on the Flores in the Dolphins. Now Flores was the linebacker coach for the Patriots. Now with him being the linebacker coach, he a former Patriots coach and coaching the Dolphins. Godshow knows uh, a thing or two about playing with that system, and him being at defensive tackle, I think that'd be a good spot for him. Like it might be a good signing. He basically knows part of the system. He knows how how the system works. It's almost the same system. This could work for him. This could be a good signing. Then they recently acquired Trent Brown for offensive tackle. Yeah, and then returning Carl Davis. Uh, sure, Cam Newton. That's another one. So Cam Newton is the, is the big one that I wanted to talk about for their signings. Uh, he's coming in. Resigning on a one-year deal. Now, the idea with him signing was last year was sort of like a prove-it deal. I think this is also like a prove-it deal too. He signed for one year, and it's fourteen million against the cap, uh, or thirteen point six against the cap. But this is how the contract works: it's he gets five point one million dollars if he stays healthy and is on the roster. $6.6 million if he starts the full season. And he gets $8.6 million if he, if the team makes the playoffs. So this is a basically an incentive-formed uh, contract. He This is essentially them making sure that he performs to the top of his game and is healthy. Last year, he only had 2,657 yards, 8 touchdowns with 10 picks, and he had an 82.9 rating. That was definitely his worst statistical year. And it's going to stay that way. I don't see him having another bad year. Cam Newton is somebody that works his ass off. This is not somebody that just shrivels up and just dies. This is somebody who's going to go out fighting. He works his ass off. Eight touchdowns is not happening again with the weapons that he has now. He has no excuse. He's got John O. Smith, Hunter Henry, uh... 
Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, they and they still got Julian Edelman, which in my opinion he's still overrated, but he's still a good receiver. Sony Michelle's in the backfield. They have the other running back. I can't remember his name. Let me double check real quick. Where's the roster? Where is the roster? Come on, show me the roster. I don't remember this guy's name, and it's pissing me off. Uh, the, 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 the David Andrews, I'm going to talk about it in a bit. Come on, show me him. Show me him. Oh, my God. Why can't I remember this guy's name? No, not it. Nope. 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 Sony Michelle. They, they, like I said, they still got Sony Michelle in the backfield, which he's proven that he's a good player in that backfield. Uh, no, not J.J. Taylor. Joe Tooney has to get off of this page. James White's basically gone. I can't find this guy. Why can't I find them? Where is he? Oh boy, I can't find them. Jacob Johnson is the fullback. I have no idea who I'm trying to talk about now. Not James White, not Sony Michelle. Who, where is this guy? Okay, I guess he's gone. I guess he's not here. Maybe he's in the in the uh, IR. That's it, Damian Harris. That's what I was trying to figure it out. They still got Damian Harris, who was their running back basically by committee last year. Uh, yeah. That wow, it took me so long to find this guy. They still got some good pieces at all. They still got good pieces on offense. Now, one concerning thing is they lost their star guard. They lost a big piece of their O line in Joel Tooney. He went to the Chiefs. And that's a big piece for their O line that they're missing. I don't I think Bill Belichick's just gonna resign. Or not resign. Excuse me. <sighs> this is really bad podcasting. I can see Bill Belichick uh drafting somebody instead of signing somebody to play guard. But yeah, or they're just using somebody that they already have in the system. They still need to re-sign David Andrews. That's one thing. I so I don't really see them spending too much more money on free agents. I see them more signing guys within their system that they need to sign. Uh, David Andrews is a free agent. He needs a contract still, and right now he is the best available. Uh, center in the league so does he leave uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if he goes i don't know if he stays i don't know if he goes where did you come from cotton not joe but yeah uh hold on uh no what am i doing oh boy my eye uh yeah, so what am I trying to say now? I just got distracted. I I really got distracted. What am I trying to say now? 
Oh, David Andrews. Oh, what a, what the hell just happened? Wow, I'm really tired. So David Andrews needs a new contract. Wouldn't mind them coming to the Packers as a replacement for Corey Lindsley, which I'm going to get to in a bit. But who knows? Uh, but right now he's the best available. I think the best available center, definitely center in the league. Uh, center available. Trent Williams is still available. So I don't want to say he's the. I don't know if he's the best. I'd probably say he's the best lineman available right now, but there's still Trent Williams, so I don't know if I can really say that. But that's that for the Patriots. Uh, and going from the Patriots, I want to talk about the Buccaneers, which they re-signed their core, basically. Now, first things first, how they re-signed all these players was uh, they restructured Brady's deal. And this is from what I read or from what I saw or watched, read, watched, whatever studied so the way that brady restructured his deal is they didn't give him any more money they just gave him an extra year so he's here he's got an, he got a contract extension just without the pay they so that contract extension gives him an extra year and they're moving and it's i think half the salary is being moved to that contract or to that extra year so the money so instead of making 25 million this year he's only making 12 and a half which that really helps them because they needed a lot of people. They needed to resign a lot of people. Number one, they needed to resign was Chris Godwin, but they put a franchise tag on him. Now, be honest with you, I didn't like the franchise tag at first. I thought the franchise tag was a little bit of a waste. I would have put it on Levante David or Shaq Barrett, but now, see, now that they resigned, they didn't sign anywhere else. It makes sense. Uh, Chris Godwin. I think out of those three, out of the three people that they needed, like the big three that they needed to resign, I think he, in my opinion, now that I see it, he's the least important. And it's not that he's not good. He's not a great receiver. He's a fantastic receiver. But we're talking about Shaq Barrett and Levante David. Big pieces to their defense. Big reasons why they won the Super Bowl. Levante David, two years, $25 million. He's 31 this year. By the time the season starts, he's going to be 32. Uh, $17.5 million guaranteed. I think this is a good contract for somebody 31 years old. This is a great contract. Uh, and for somebody with how well, uh, how good he is, I think it's a great contract. Uh, Shaq Barrett, four years, $72 million. I thought he was going to get a lot more money. The fact that they only got him for $72 million, that's a great deal. That's a great bargain. And now that I see if the Chris Godwin thing makes sense that he got the franchise tag, they were looking to re-sign them for extra, for extra years. Chris Godwin, uh, it, they could re-sign him in a couple, after this year. Depends on how much money they have left available in free agency next year. Um, but yeah. It's not that I don't think that Chris Godwin is a great player. He's a fantastic player. It's just that he's not the most important player on that team. That's why I said he wasn't the best player. Or he wasn't the most important player. Uh, but yeah, so that's basically what happened with the with the Buccaneers. They still have some other guys that they need to resign. Uh, Fournette is one of them. And I saw something say with uh, a report where he was talking with Seattle. Uh, Antonio Brown, some other guys. Be honest with you, if I'm the Buccaneers, I'm not too worried about Fournette leaving 
You still got Ronald Jones, and it's not hard to find a running back in this league. Uh, Ronald Jones, Rojo, he had a great season last year. Then Fournette started to come back onto the scene, and they started to use him more. I, But still, if I'm Bruce Arians or the GM of the Buccaneers, if Fournette wants too much money, I'm letting him walk. I'm not going to let him. I'm not going to pay him. This is somebody that had issues before. He had a great. He had. A, he was. He really picked up his career this year. But you, st- it's still a running back. I'd be a little bit worrisome of re-signing somebody that hasn't proved it as much as other players in this league. Ronald Jones has proved that he's a fantastic player. I'd. I'd probably focus on him, if Fournette. I'd still focus on him as being. It's more of a now with running backs. It's running. It's like a bike. It's a committee at this point. So whichever one's you know on a better is pe- is playing better is gonna have more reps is gonna be starting more whatever. But you already have Ronald Jones. I wouldn't spend the money on Leonard Fournette. I want to waste that money. You have other things that you can do that you can do with that money. If you do resign him, you do resign him. But it, at this point, I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't really cry for you, Argentina. Uh, and then they still got Antonio Brown, which I think he would come back to this team because Brady loves him again. Uh, Brady loves him. Brady wants him to be on this team. But I think Antonio Brown wants to be the number one receiver and also wants more money, which I don't think the pa- the not the Patriots, the Buccaneers uh, have, necessarily have. Ugh, excuse me. Get you sleep by like kids. But yeah, that's the Buccaneers. They re-signed their players. They still got their core. Brady's still there. They still got Evans. Godwin's back. Barrett and Levante David are back. They still got their uh, their secondary. They still have Jason Pierre-Paul. And Dominic Sue, of course. Uh, they still have that O-line. They still have their uh, offensive weapons. Do they repeat? That's going to be a little bit of a scary thing if they do, but hopefully not. Can they repeat? Maybe. Uh, definitely winning the division this year, I would say. Because with without Breeze in that division, I don't really see New Orleans winning the division this year. I'd probably choose the Buccaneers, but at the end of the day, they won the Super Bowl as a wildcard team. Doesn't really matter if they win the division or not. Uh, and then speaking of New Orleans, now they were in the biggest cap situation. Yep. That was my phone. Uh, they were in the biggest cap situation coming into the, coming into the, what's it called? Coming into free agency. I'm going to to say this right now big ups to them for fixing that situation now speaking of new orleans before we get into it a big reason why they were able to fix this cap situation uh drew Brees retired and it's it's a sad day because drew Brees was a fantastic qb loved watching him play he was a uh, he was a franchise player he was a he's definitely a first ballot hall of famer sucks he never got his mvp award but at the end of the day he got a super bowl that's really all that matters. He's going to have that gold jacket as well. This is a fantastic player that we watched. 
Gonna miss watching the Aaron Rodgers Drew Brees duels. I would have liked to see one more Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, but he's retiring. Uh, it does help the New Orleans cap situation, though. This year, he was set to make, I think, $20 million, over $20 million. And they extended his contract for five years. They restructured his contract, or not five years. They restructured his contract, so now he's making league men, I think, until 2025. And then he, after they restructured it, he retired. Uh, now, he is gone. They have that cap space available. They want to go cut Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Eason, Morstead, and Janoris Jenkins. Those are the big guys that they cut. They had they re-signed uh, what's his name, Jameis Winston, who is now, in my opinion, I think their best starting QB. And I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think he can be a good starting QB on the New Orleans Saints. He's going to be their best option, in my opinion. And I know a lot of people are going to be saying Taysom Hill. No. Taysom Hill is good, but he's a Swiss Army knife. He's not an actual QB. He's a situational guy. That's somebody that you put in every once in a while if you want to run a trick play or whatever. Jameis Winston is their best option. That's basically it. Uh, they, re they got a lot of... They and they, you know what? They didn't have to get rid of most of their core. They didn't have to trade anybody away. They fixed their cap situation. And good for them. Uh, but yeah, that's them. I don't want to stay too talk about it too long because my camera is about to die now. Um, what else? They but like I said, they they got their core. They still got uh, jo they still got Cameron Jordan. Uh, Mar Marshawn Lattimore has to be re-signed, I think, because he's now a an RFA. Michael Thomas is still on the team. Alvin Kamara is still on the team. They still got uh, Ramchek on the on the old line. They got their core still. So that's all that matters. Now the Packers. want to talk about this real quick before my camera does. I got one more thing to talk about that really should be spoken about. Uh, the Packers. So they re-signed Aaron Jones. Now this is a big thing because he is a big part of the Packers identity of this in the league. Uh, he wanted to be a Packer and you can really tell by how just look at him in the pregame and look at him how much he loved being a Packer pregame his pregame outfit always was a poncho with the Green Bay logo on it and he always had a gold chain on with the Packers logo he loved being a Packer he wanted to be a Packer so bad and you can and he took less money than what he could have gotten in free agency he got he signed for four years, forty-eight million dollars. That's twelve million dollars a year. I'm surprised that they only got him for he only he could have gotten more than twelve million on the on the open market. He wants to be a Packer though, and that's what you want on your team is players who want to play for your team and will take a pay cut to play for your team. But they did lose Corey Lindsley, in spite of that. Uh all pro center. This is somebody who should have been an all pro years ago. He is a fantastic player. He signed for five years, 20, $62.5 million with the, as I put it over here, San Diego Chargers. Still in my head, they play in San Diego, not in LA. Just move them back. Why are they in LA? But he is now the highest paid center in the league. And 
now they got to figure out what they're going to do at center. Now they also did lose. They're going to be losing Jamal Williams. Uh, he hasn't signed anywhere. He just announced it. Uh, he just announced on his thing that he is not going to be returning. And I'm going to miss those dance moves. But at the end of the day, Corey Lindsley is the biggest loss on that old on the Packers. Uh, now that opens up the question of who's going to be playing center for the Packers. And here's what I think. I, I They don't really have the cap space to go out and sign a top center. They don't have the cap space to sign a David Andrews. I don't see them trading for one. Maybe this. these are the two options that I see. They either draft one this year and let him develop, or they throw him in right away and ruin him. If they let him develop under two, gar- under two centers, this is how it can work. You have Lucas Patrick, who's played center before. He's not someone that I really trust at center. That's someone I trust more at guard than I do center. Because I think he also plays guard. So if you draft the center, you either throw him into throw him under the bus. Unless he performs well in camp, then I can see that. But still, it's weird with linemen. But this is also what I see. And maybe part of what they were planning. They drafted uh, Runyon this year from Michigan to play guard. Uh, They need another guard, uh, basically. But it's not hard to find a guard. It's not as hard to find a guard as it is to find a center or like a tackle. There's one player on this team that... On that O-line, like on that starting O-line that has played everywhere on the line. And anywhere you put him, he's only allowed one sack in his career so far. If I'm the Packers, I'm putting Elton Jenkins at center, at least for now. Just to start the season. He is the closest thing on this team to an all-pro center if it weren't for Lindsley. This is someone that has played everyone everyone the O-line that you put him. David uh, David Bakhtiari goes down with an injury. They put him at left tackle. Billy Turner he goes plays left tackle, so they put him at right tackle. They, he was drafted as a guard, played most of his career as a guard. Corey Lindsley went down with an injury this year. They put him at center. This is some this is This is somebody, in my opinion, that you could put at center. Put him in there. Screw it. He's Proven, he looked great as a center. Center is the most difficult position on the hardest position to play in football. Guard is probably the easiest position that you can play in the hardest position to play. The, the hardest position uh, on in the hardest position in football. If you're going to rank it, it's center, left tackle, right tackle, and then guard. Left guard, right guard. You might be able to say left guard is harder because whatever. I if I'm Elton, if I'm the Packers, I trust Elton Jenkins more El, Elton Jenkins more at center than I do Lucas Patrick. I'm putting Jenkins there if you are gonna let somebody develop or if you just want or you can draft a guard or you, whatever. Right, they so you can put Billy Turner back on right tackle, sign a right tackle, sign Trent Williams for all I care. Just put Elton Jenkins at center. I'm going to start the Elton Jenkins at center movement. Sucks because Corey Lindsay's gone. 
that's basically my solution. So that's basically it for football. There's a lot more signings that I'm going to be talking about. Uh, I just don't really have the time. Actually, you know what? I'll go through my top nine. And I already went through most of the top nine. Uh, Corey Lindsley was there. Levante David. Uh, Aaron Jones. Hunter Henry. The only one that I didn't really talk about. The only There's two people I haven't talked about in my top nine. I talked about JJ Watt on my top nine. Now, by the way, this top nine, I posted on my Instagram at leading the pack pod. You can follow there. Um, mostly, I talked about I I talked about everyone except for two. Judon's on here. Jonu Smith. Most of the Patriots signings. Lindsley, uh, Aaron Jones, but JJ Watt on there, and he had a full podcast to himself. Uh, this is the first one that I want to talk about. Uh, who, which is Trey Hendrickson. He is a definitely a cap casualty on the on the on the Saints. They weren't able to resign him, so he went to the Bengals for four years, sixty million dollars. The Bengals had the space to sign him. They needed somebody to replace Carl Davis and uh, Carlos Dunlap. They got a great defensive end. He had a huge breakout season last year. Uh, yeah, that was part of it. And then the next one is Bud Dupree. This is another fantastic linebacker. So goes to the Patriots for five years, $85 million. Little iffy on the money that was spent. But because oh, but mostly because of his uh, ACL injury. But at the end of the day, they still got a fantastic uh, pass rusher. Great move there for them. I'd say they got a good player there. I'm just a little concerned with that ACL, but I think he worked through it. So that was my top nine. You could check it out there. Uh, now I'm gonna do a Patriots thing one, and I'm gonna. This is my top nine so far. I'm gonna update it, and I'm gonna like when free agency actually starts after the first couple days. I'll do my favorite signings from uh, each team. So that'll be it. Uh, and then there's okay. So this is what I want to end up on. End off on. Uh, it's a little bit of a shit thing to end off on, but. It has. I have to speak about it because this is, I think, important in the hockey world. If you are, if you haven't been following the hockey, like hockey news or whatever, uh, you might not have seen what happened on Sunday. So on Sunday, I'm gonna really. I really hope I don't butcher this name. Timur Faizutdinov. 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 Uh, he took a puck to the head, and he was in hospital until Sunday. Or since Sunday. Now, he was fighting for his life. He It was a broken temporal bone plus a, cere- a cerebral hemorrhage. His lungs weren't working. His heart wasn't working. And he was on life support for since Sunday. Today, this morning, it comes out that he passed away at 19 years old. He was the captain of his hockey team. He was on Dynamo St. Petersburg. This was a tragic accident. That's all you can put it as. You can blame all you uh, whoever you want. At the end of the day, this was just an accident. It was a simple play, a simple dumping play. And he just got the puck in the head and it didn't it looked not it didn't look as bad as what it was. But it's still horrible what happened. Uh my condolences go out to 
his family, his friends. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with them. This was a tragic accident. Not much you can really do there. It was a simple dump and chase. It was a simple dump and play. And now he's not here. 19 years old. taken His life was taken way too early. And that's about it for that. Just hold those near and dear to you. Give them a hug. If Tell the people around you that you love them. Give them a hug. Show them you care. It's a shit thing to end on. But this needs this needed to be talked about. Uh, I wouldn't have felt good if I didn't talk about it at all. I know it's like it's a shit thing to end off on. It's depressing, I know, but that's life. Uh, just go out, do what you love, and then be happy. Just be care. Just show the ones that you love that you really care for them. Anyways, that's all for this week. Next week, the actual I'll talk about the actual draft, or I'll talk about the draft. Uh, I'll talk about uh, free agency more. But I'm going to try and do more of the draft. But that's all for this week. You can follow me on Instagram at Bonavora. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Bonavora. No, that's my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Bonavora underscore. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Leading the Pack Pod. Still don't know what's going on with Apple Podcasts. Still trying my hardest to get, to get on there. But for now, you can listen to this on Spotify, Sound, not SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, on YouTube. But that's all for this week. Where hopefully next week it's not going to be as sad. Again, my condolences to the family of Timor Fais- of Timor. And I'll see y'all later. Ciao.